This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome to your SteelerNation.com podcast, sponsored by Stony Brewing, the official beer of Steeler Nation. Crack a Stoney's pure, honest beer. I'm your host, G. Stryker, and today I am joined by a true Steeler legend, not just a legend as a football player, but as a man who served our country and the United States Army. It is our honor to have Rocky Blyer spend some time with Steeler Nation today. Greetings, Rocky. How are you, man? Hey, I'm fine, Stryker. I'm fine. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, we're so, so blessed to have you on board today. And, uh, and Well, that's, that's kind of you to say so. <laughs> <laughs> and at least get your insight on the team. Um, I, I guess pretty much what I want to know is how close are you with the current Steelers players and coaches, and do you speak with any of them during this the football season? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, of course. No, I don't. I don't. No, so I'm not. Uh-huh. You know, I'm not. You know, I'm not close. I'm not close to the the players. Okay. You know, because it's it's like it's their time. Yeah. You know, it's what they do. It's it's this, and so. And I just, I can remember when I was playing. Yeah. I can remember when I was playing. And we'd go to practice and so on. And then there'd be these old guys that'd be staying around. And you'd go, well, who's this? And who's that guy? And they'd say, oh, they used to play for the Steelers back in the 50s and so on and so on. And then, you know, so all of a sudden after I retired, I, I didn't want to be that old guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just didn't want, I, I didn't want to be that guy. Who's that guy? It's over there with the gray hair. And the mustache. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> you know, so I follow the team, but, I, you know, and, and uh, I do things with the Steelers, as, mm-hmm. as uh, a lot of the former players do. But actually to be there on uh, in practice and so on, I've left that up to Tunch. Nice. Okay. Nice. <laughs> they handle all that stuff. And since yeah. he's working with the radio broadcast anyway, it makes more sense that uh, cool. that he's there anyway, right? Right. That's right. Yeah, that's great. Um I also know that you're not shy about saying what you want about the Steelers when they're not playing well, and I definitely respect your candor about that as a Steeler fan. So what do you see this season out of the Steelers when you watch them play? Well, you know, it's like at the beginning of the season, everybody says, well, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? So you can base it on, uh, you can base it on, well, what did they do last year, you know, and how were they? So as we well know, I mean, with all the distractions that have taken place with Le'Veon Bell, A.B., yeah. you know, and uh, whatever that goes, and, you know, so the team parted ways, which yeah. is all fine. Yeah. Uh, so then, you know, so you got James Conner coming back, running the ball, and so th- everything went well last year. Yeah. So we made some, you know, some adjustments. Mm-hmm. Defense didn't play well, as you well know. Secondary, always big questions. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one of the things was uh, coming off of last year mm-hmm. was that we really don't have a dominant defense. Correct. We don't have, a, a, outside of Watts, we don't have a yeah. dominant player. Bush yeah. now might 
step in somewhat. Yeah, but we don't have a dominant defensive player. Well, yeah. And so for this year to begin, my, my thought process is that we need to have some people step up mm-hmm. their game. And not necessarily younger players, but players who have been around for a while, yeah. you know. Um, uh, so Cam needs to step up, um, and, uh, uh, and, 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 and and Dupree, and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and who's been around for five years. And so yeah. they, they're in their sixth season, so they need to rise the occasion. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I, my anticipation at the beginning of the year was, okay, they have the core essence mm-hmm. and the talent to win this division. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, yeah. then the addition of, 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 of free agencies that they picked up were free agents and then and, yes. and the trap. Yeah. Okay, fine. So things happen like anything else. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and so as this team unfolded, you know, you struggle. So, I, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I always felt this, that the first six games mm-hmm. of the season become crucial. Yeah. And why is that? Well, because of the fact that the team actually doesn't play together until the first game of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. exhibitions, exhibition. No, Ben doesn't get in there starting quarterbacks or some of the. You know, we don't want to get people. We got to find out who's going to make this team. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Everything else. So by the time we get into the season, that's the first. That's the first. That's the first time we're playing kind of like together. Mm-hmm. Now, as much experience as we have or had had. In practice, you go through game time is different, and people react differently during game time. Mm-hmm. Young receivers act differently. Pressure, how do you adjust? And that takes time uh, to coordinate with a quarterback and blocking schemes and so on. So you get new people coming in, and so it takes some time. Hopefully, in the first six games, you're 500. Yeah. You know, so if you're 500, well, then you're you know sitting pretty pretty good. Then you then you go into the then you go into the next six games, and you see where, you know, and you, you hopefully get some momentum going, and you go and so on. Anyway, given all that analysis from my simple point of view, is that I'm thinking, okay, fine. You know, this team should be a 10-16. Mm-hmm. Um, could be a 11-5, but, you know, mm-hmm. and we should win the division maybe a 10-6. You know, that was my that was my thought process. Yes. So what we saw, what we've seen is, you know, you struggle, you struggle, you lose a couple of games, you're two and four, you know. Yeah. So then, you know, you, then you got three home games at home, oh, mm-hmm. which is great yeah. because you got to win those three home games. Yeah. You'll be able to set yourself uh, waiting for the latter part of the season coming in. Mm-hmm. And we get some, and we get, and what we get uh, are uh, – we lose games. Mm-hmm. I mean, we lose games. We lose games, mm-hmm. and we get turnovers, and um, and we get some. You know, some Ben gets hurt. Okay, fine. Yeah. But we also have several games mm-hmm. where everything gels. Yeah. Where you go, the anticipation of oh, okay, we played well defensively. We covered. We made tackles. Yes. We stopped them in their tracks. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as if they bounced off and picked up another five yards, or we try to you know muscle them. Uh, rather than wrapping them up, yeah. is uh, and then they pick up a uh, first down, whatever it is. Uh, we stopped them. Okay, so we had glimpses of what the potential this team is. Yeah, and then we play the Colts mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. You know, 
And yeah, yeah, we didn't sneak by, you know. It was yeah. through the, the, the it's just the, the football gods did we, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, win that game. We didn't win it as much as the Colts lost it. Uh-huh. But in that essence, mm-hmm. you know, people were, you know, so oh, everybody's excited that we won. Mm-hmm. Well, we did win. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we lost it, and we're not a good team. This is not a good team. You know, how can you not put it over? From the one-yard line. Yeah. Tell me that. How can you not score from the one-yard line, mm-hmm. uh, given the offensive line that we have? Yeah. Um, and so on. So, and we can't fumble the ball, and we have to rise to the occasion. And we can't give the other team opportunities to steal wins from us, mm-hmm. as they have in the past. So, we, you know, we got a fluctuation, and this team hasn't decided what it's going to be, mm-hmm. except for the only consistent thing about this team is the inconsistencies. <laughs> That they produce, yeah. you know, um, and so it becomes frustrating. I think for all of us, yeah. from a fan base, um, because we kind of we've seen you know glimpses of what could happen. Mm-hmm. We've had the past of what has happened, mm-hmm. you know, and so we'd like to be able to bring it back, but to, to just not rising to the occasion, not pointing fingers or, or or saying how or why, but it's just it's not happening. So. You know, so the Rams game's a you know a big game, and then you know we we got Cleveland twice, and yeah. you know, and we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Um, then we got the, the the Ravens at the end of the season, so that'll be a big, big game. Yeah, yeah, I I think anyway. So that's it. And and I'm with you there. I mean, I understand. It, I think probably the most epic point you made is they are consistently inconsistent and that is so far the story of the 2019 Pittsburgh Steelers um I'm I love the pickup though at least with Minka Fitzpatrick I think that their defense has gotten the kind of a shot in the arm and they're at least starting to get turnovers unlike in previous years they couldn't buy a turnover it seemed um, well, that's right. Yeah. I mean, you're right. And so, yeah, they've helped themselves. You know, they've solidified some positions there, you know. Um, and so, but, but it's just, so we just, you know, I just, I got to get more out of that front, you know, the front four or mm-hmm. the, you know, the linebacker. Bush does his job, you know, so, yeah. and we just need to be a little more dominant there. Yeah. That's my only feeling. Yeah. yeah. That's a great point. And also, at least, what do you think about the quarterback situation? I mean, now we've seen, um, Mason Rudolph play a few games. Obviously, he had a concussion. He missed a game. I know um, 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 Hodges came in then and played and played well in San Diego and got a win out there. Right. So, so uh, what do you see with the new young quarterbacks? Which is kind of a, a difference from the from the Steelers and the la- more recently they've started developing their own quarterbacks. Whereas in the past they'd always tend to have a veteran quarterback as a backup that would come in to kind of play this time of the year yeah. and uh, but uh, but with the young quarterbacks and developing it's, it's kind of a new strategy and what are you seeing out of these new young quarterbacks so anyway so you're right so they were in a situation we got two young quarterbacks mm-hmm. um and i could just <laughs> and just to, you know it, it's this okay i'm not at training camp i don't cover them training camp i don't go down to practice i don't see what takes place i'm not in the locker room i don't know the dynamics that is happening in that locker room and so on. And I'm just like, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm just like a fan mm-hmm. and like most fans, you know, except for the qualification that I played. So people think yes. I know what I'm talking about, <laughs> which is not true. Yeah. Uh, and, but, but, 
But as a fan, we have opinions, and we look at what takes place and so on. And it's like the and it's like the the, the Colts game last week mm-hmm. is that that first half, that first half, that first half. We we, we we I mean we couldn't do anything. We couldn't move the ball, yeah. you know. And I was thinking in the back of my mind, take Mason out mm-hmm. and put Duck in. Yeah. I think a lot What's of Steeler fans you know? joined you in that exact same thought processes. I, I, right, I, I and I, I and I, I just, mm-hmm. it just, you know, it, yeah. it, 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 and, and just, you know, you got to make a change, maybe put him back later, but, you know, just at that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, and I think to hear, and, I, and, and this again, mm-hmm. this again is coming out of the left field from my perspective, okay. whether it be true or not. But I also, because I did a commentary on this a little bit, but I also mm-hmm. made the statement at one time is that, uh, Mason, hmm. Mason, you know, is, um, you know, how did I say, oh, fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Mason had this, has this fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Expectations on his part, pressure coming out of uh, a great college uh, career, mm-hmm. um, um, uh, being in the position as a backup quarterback, second, you know, second quarterback, um, but as a young player. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, he doesn't take calculated risks or anticipation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, you got to be wide open mm-hmm. before Mason throws you the ball. Okay. Um, and if you're not, um, then he'll just dump it off to one of the running backs. Mm-hmm. So what we get is we get a great completion percentage, mm-hmm. uh, and but we don't have an effective, you know. Uh, he takes what, what, what was somebody that said, he takes what the defense gives him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if it's uh, third and eight, you know, and, and uh, they got everybody covered, and then, so they'll give him the third and five, mm-hmm. you know, and make the tackle. Yeah. You know, and so now they're, you know, got to punt the ball. Anyway, so, and it's just that. Mm-hmm. Doc, you know, has nothing to lose. Yeah. So he, you know, so he's got, he, he takes a little more, Risks, anticipation, you know, and 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 lose the ball. Now I can't tell you who's got a better arm or a stronger mm-hmm. arm. I don't think either of them are are are, are long passers, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I don't think they uh, either have that that arm to you know to chuck it down the field like mm-hmm. Ben in the past. Um, but they have to adapt to what they can and 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 what they can do and and, and what the defense will give them. And you know, and so that. That may take some time, but anyway. So I like I like I like them I like them both. You know, at at, at this moment in time of uh, the uh, of, of what can happen in the future. You know, of I, I, they're good they're good young quarterbacks and um, uh, and they and they play hard. So we'll see how it develops. I'm a, I agree. I'm, I'm interested to see how they develop as well, and and hopefully they just keep building upon what they have done and, and stack some wins and, and help the Steelers be more successful this season. Um, we've got a couple right. of questions also from SteelerNation.com, if you don't mind taking a couple. Um, I got one from Steel Dino. He wants to know what your favorite memory is from your playing days at Notre Dame. Now, we're just going back a few years now. but <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's just a couple years. Just a couple years. Get the <laughs> yeah. cobwebs out of, yeah. out, of this, uh, out of this brain of mine and, and go, go back <laughs> Fond memories, you know. Yeah. So fond, yes. Yeah, so, so fond memories, you know. I, I one of my fondest memories is when I was uh, 
uh, when I was a sophomore. So mm-hmm. it, at, you know, we just got to go back and educate the people. Yeah. Is that back then, you know, freshmen didn't play uh, varsity football. Okay. So it was just, uh, you know, three years, sophomore, juniors, and seniors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, anyway, so my sophomore year was the first year I was playing with the varsity. And nice. it was standing in, I honestly, I still get goosebumps. It was standing um, in kind of about like in the runway mm-hmm. um, as, uh, as we're getting ready to go on the field. And then all of a sudden, the marching band, you know, plays the Notre Dame fight song mm-hmm. and leads us out onto the field. And you run out on that field for the first time, and there's thousands of Notre Dame fans yelling and screaming, and um, and that was that I think never had that experience before, you know, like at all, you know, um, and I still it gives me goosebumps as I think about that. So and that was. You know, that was it. I mean, that was one of my fond memories of, of uh, being able to do it. Um, playing against Michigan State mm-hmm. in 1966 for the mythical national championship that ended in a 10 to 10 tie. Wow. You know, it was a game that I will, I will uh, never, I won't forget. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. you know, parts of that I can remember. I can remember being introduced onto that stadium. Yeah. And honestly, God, this is the first time, mm-hmm. first time I ever, it, it was like the crowd. The crowd, mm-hmm. both Michigan State and Notre Dame fans, you know, was yeah. so loud uh-huh. that it moved the airwaves. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's just, I guess it was like the the, the air moved, um, and it was it was weird. It was a weird experience, but I thought, wow, that was, uh, you know, that was a great game. And, and, and I guess being a part of that game, and in the, in the, in the, in the time, I, because there was no overtime, there's no sudden death there was none of that that took place it was over okay yeah yep. yep. in it okay it was over and so uh um but it was uh it, it, you know in that game and so here's kind of an interesting statistic in that game mm-hmm. there were 32 on the field that day uh-huh. there were 32 future uh national football league players wow there were 25 all american Jeez. There were ten first round draft picks mm. in the NFL mm. on that field. Wow. So you can see the caliber of, of, of players that were that made up on both sides of this team in in, in those three years that were together from sophomores to seniors. So yeah. um it was pretty good. It was uh, I always remember that. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. Um yeah. Drink Iron City had a question also. He wants to know, is there any advice that you could give to ball carriers on how to improve their ball security? <laughs> yeah, you know, so, yeah, well, you know, that is a, that is a habit. Uh-huh. You know, that is a habit. That is, that's a conscious effort of being able to put the ball away. That is, a, you know, so what happens in today's, at least I'm going to tell you this, in today's um, uh, running game, uh-huh. style as it is cutback the kind of runners that that we've had with Le'Veon Bell with James Conner mm-hmm. you know and and you'll see him and I remember it's like when I was playing in the neighborhood mm-hmm. pickup games I was a killer I tell you this mm-hmm. I had all the moves in the world you know I had the ball you know I could shift I could you know shift my speed and so on but you carried the ball you know you carried the ball outside you carried mm-hmm. the ball you know, in, in your arms, not tucked away, you know, because 
you were you were trying to dance and move, you know, in this and, and so that restrictiveness, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't allow you to do that. Yeah. So all of a sudden you find yourself as you grow and you grow and you know, your style of running. Coaches will tell you to put the ball away. Coaches will tell you to gotta cover it up and so on. Yeah. They 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 tell you that. But when you're a you know, when you're a star or you're a, a, a thousand yard rusher or so on, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you overlook those little fundamentals. You know, I'm not going to push it. <laughs> I'm not going to push it. I mean, it did, did make the, you know, that kind of stuff. So, obviously, okay, to go back, is it's got to become a conscious effort uh, on your part yeah. to be able to, uh, to, 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 to tuck the ball away, to hold it tight, you know. Once you're out in the open, you know, maybe <laughs> you can loosen up a little bit. But as you're running through the line and, you, you know, you're trying to make your moves and you hit and you spin, as uh, our running backs do and a lot of the great running backs do, you become, um, you know, it's easier to knock the ball out of your hand. And you see that happen all the time. So um, it, it's just, you know, you yell, you scream, you know, your assistant coaches, you know, but then you go, uh you know, then you balance it, you know, well, he is our star, you know, he is a, uh, you know, big runner, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Anyway, so, but yeah, the answer to that question is, is this, is just that, is that you as a runner got to be conscious about going to the line and that that ball is the most important thing that you can control. Mm-hmm. And so the only way to control it is to be able to, you know, consciously, and then it becomes part of who you are, tuck that ball away and hold it. Yeah. You know, so, you know, what good is it to be break one for 17 yards and you fumble, you yeah. know, rather than rather than running 11 yards and holding on to it yes. and then getting tackled, you know. So yeah. that's that's my opinion. No, oh, I hear you. That's great. Um, Tibbs also wanted to know, as a running back, what are your thoughts on the fullback position now and how the NFL currently utilizes them? Well, they don't utilize exactly. <laughs> you know, because you know the two back system basically does not exist. Yeah. You might have a what they call the H back. Mm-hmm. You know, that could be a tight end mm-hmm. um, or an offensive lineman, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, or or the traditional fullback kind of guy. Mm-hmm. You know, that it comes in, but you know, it's, it's because the games change, yeah. and the games change on a professional level. Because the game has changed on a collegiate level, mm-hmm. uh, and so as 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 younger generations are coming up, mm-hmm. you know, so I am now a professional coach to some degree, mm-hmm. um, and what I have to change is what they've learned and what works for them and the style of player that they have become because of yeah uh, of the changes in the college game. You know, so you got that wildcat offense, or you got disc offense. You know, um, you got a running quarterback more than uh, than you've ever had before. Um, that gives you the options of being able to run. You know, keep the ball, uh, short passes, uh, which is a great threat. Um, and so it, that didn't really exist in the past. Mm-hmm. When you have quarterbacks, you know, or drop backs specifically sitting in the pocket. Um, 
like Ben, you know, or like Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it just wasn't part of it. But now the younger quarterbacks have grown up with it because now the game has changed even on a professional level as we watch it. So mm-hmm. um, I always think that well, it worked for 80 years. Two backs, yeah. <laughs> you know, even three backs. Uh, you know, and so now this is the hundredth year of the of the, uh, of the National Football League, and so things starting to change over the last fifteen years or so on how we approach the offense, and you know, and sometimes I think, yeah, let's go back to a two back set. You know, yeah. it gives you options of how you're going to run the ball that they can't really concentrate on. Yeah. And then the second thing as well is that now, if I'm uh, if I am alone back. If I'm in that eye position, you know, I'm seven yards deep. I'm seven yards deep mm-hmm. from the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So for me to get to the line of scrimmage, I got to run seven yards and then get through to the line of scrimmage, you know, and and pick up whatever I can. Yeah. So, uh, so blocking is different. It's more area blocking. You know, I have to be able to read you know, the uh, the cutbacks and so on. But it also gives the defense more time to react um, to that, mm-hmm. to that offensive play, you know, from a linebacker position and or safety coming up or whatever it might be. So I, I remember, you know, when I was not the old, old time, but when I was playing, mm-hmm. I was, my anticipation, I was on, I was lined up maybe four and a half, four yards yeah. uh, from the line of scrimmage. Yes. And so we had the, you know, so we had quick traps, Mm-hmm. Um, tackle traps, mm-hmm. uh, influence blocks, kind of things, and the whole idea was to hit it quick. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, quick, boom, so nobody can react. Yeah. you know, so the faster you get to the hole, um, the better. Yeah. How is it going to necessarily break it? But every now and then, mm-hmm. uh, but if you get four or five yards, four or five yards, then you know you got a first down. So yeah. then you know you just move the ball anyway. So. That's just an old guy rambling about <laughs> changes that have taken place. Oh, we, we love your rambling, and I don't Rocky. like it necessarily. <laughs> we love it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. No, but back when you played also, technically, wasn't Franco the fullback? Well, yeah. So, I mean, just from a name position, yeah. Franco was the fullback. Uh, for myself, Preston Pearson, yeah. we were the halfbacks. Yeah. Um, you know, so in college, you know, we had three backs. Mm-hmm. We had a right halfback, a left halfback, and so on. Then the passing game opened up, and so now the right halfback became a flanker back. Mm-hmm. Now you don't need a running back to be a flanker back. Now I can get a receiver to become a flanker back. Yeah. You know, so then yeah. you have uh, three, you know, two wide receivers and and, uh, and a tight end. So mm-hmm. that opened up the game a little bit more. You know, now we got five receivers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we got a slot left, slot right. We got you yeah. know wide out. And you've got a flanker tight end, two tight ends, whatever yeah. it might be. Yeah. Um, so uh, that so that has just changed the game, you know. Yeah. No, that's interesting. I don't know if it made it more exciting, but anyway. So um, and so in our scheme, in our scheme of things, the mm-hmm. fullback, um, you know, was the well was kind of the primary rusher. I mean, as as we know, with Franco specifically, yeah. and uh, ran out of that system, um, and, you know, and very well. A lot of quick traps coming, you know, in, out, so on, and you know, and it sweeps. But um, so, but yeah, that was the designation. Franco was the fullback. I was quote the halfback. Yes, great. 
Um, we're at the 30-minute mark now. I didn't know if you wanted to take a couple more questions or if you just want to cut off right here. Jack, give me a couple more questions. Give me a couple more questions. Excellent. A couple, couple easy ones for you then. Um, I'm a Steelers uh, season ticket holder, and I've seen you at the field a few times, and I understand that the Steelers have this alumni program for Steelers alum. And can you tell Steeler Nation kind of like what that program does for you and how, what it's like to be – in that alumni program and to deal with the owners and how the interaction with the owners are within that program? Well, okay. You know, I don't know whether it's a, you know, specific program, mm -hmm. you know, the alumni program, mm -hmm. um, you know, specifically. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we were asked uh, at, at, at times to be, be able to come down and, you know, and um, be interact with the fans. Yeah. Uh, and do some autograph uh, 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 situations when the Steelers uh, um, have that, those uh, occasions to do so, mm -hmm. um, and, um, and and so they you know they they ask uh, a lot not a lot but I mean uh, they they involve us they keep us involved mm -hmm. the veterans um, and, and the alumni uh, with things that are taking place. So it's really not a, a program as mm -hmm. such, you know, that um, uh, that our involvement is. Uh, it's more of when when they ask, we got something going on, you know, we come down, you know, we get this autograph session, we get this autograph session, uh, you know. So salute to veterans becomes a big thing, yeah. um, and so we we get involved with that, uh, and so then they have some, you know, other other uh, VIP aspects that, that that they may ask you to come and join or be a part of. So it's just nice to keep that relationship, you know, and, 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 and stay in touch, you know, with the Steelers. So um, that's why guys do it. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Um, do you see, uh, do you still keep up on matchups as a fan? Um, are you, um, have you, are you, in, are you, I guess what would be the word for this? Apologize for a second. Am I am I a big football fan? <laughs> well, no. we understand you're well, not a huge football fan. <laughs> not enough to know every every no. team, then. <laughs> no, I don't know every team. Okay, that's. Not I don't a... know every team. I don't know all the statistics. <laughs> I don't know what's going on except for who we're playing that week. Yep. You know, and and then so you kind of and even as as this, you know, so. I, uh, I don't even know what the Rams record is, you know, at this time. Yeah. I know that they're, they're struggling somewhat. Yeah. I think they're five and three and I think they're technically third in their division at that record. It's it's enough are to they? lead. Okay. Yeah. It's enough to lead our division. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So are we favored in this game? Uh, no, I believe we are three point underdogs. Are we? See? Yeah. Okay. So that's that shows you how much I know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so no, you know, uh, is that I, you know, I'm, I, and I watch football. Mm -hmm. You know, I like football. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not a fanatic, um, and uh, I don't watch. Um, I mean, every game that's on, I like. You know, so good matchups, good good teams. You know, I will, I I will follow um, and watch, um, and, and so on. So. Um, uh, but yeah, so I, 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 I do not have a fantasy football team. Okay? No problem. I do not either. <laughs> it's for me. It's, it's right. too difficult. That's right. <laughs> uh, for, that's for, 
fantasy football for me is the Steelers in the Super Bowl. That's all I need. <laughs> that's all. I, that's right. And that would be a fantasy <laughs> this year. <laughs> this year might be. So, uh, right. I would like to also like loop back around. We were discussing this a little bit before we started the call, Rocky, and uh, I want you to let Steeler Nation know um, you've got a book that you're working on that you've been working on for a while <laughs> and uh, are now reworking on it. So can you tell the Steeler fans uh, about the book and, uh, and what the revisions are and what's going on with it? <laughs> That's right. If they haven't heard already, I mean, if they haven't heard already, Correct. we uh, as I, I reissued feedback, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 one of the reasons, and one of the reasons that we did this, and it's been a year, mm-hmm. um, in bringing it up, is that I would run into people um, more often than not, you know, and so people, when you run into somebody, you know, it's, it's always like the you know, you want to make a connection, you know, so what's my connection? What's my connection? How, you know, how can I go up and say, hi, Rocky Blyer? You know, I need to have a connection of some much. And so it would be, it would be something like, you know, the first book I ever read, I think it was in fifth grade mm-hmm. or fourth grade or junior high. Mm-hmm. And I had to do a book report mm-hmm. was your book, wow. Fighting Back. Wow. And so I'd hear that time and time and time again. Mm-hmm. And now they're, and so now they're like old. <laughs> no, they're like dads, and so there are grandfathers that yeah. have told me those stories. Um, and so it was like, oh, okay, fine. Well, I think maybe there's a whole another generation that may uh, learn something from this book that I wrote all those many years ago. And so we revised the book, uh, put a new cover on, new printing, new pictures, mm-hmm. um, and added two new chapters just to bring it up to date. Yeah. Um, you know, for the fan base, and um, uh, and so it's uh, it's done very well, and um, uh, it's available on uh, at buckyblair dot com, mm-hmm. and it's available uh, on Amazon, and so um, and it's one of those things that you know would make a great present as the holidays season's coming up mm-hmm. um, for that Steeler fan who might not have uh, had it, or that Steeler fan who did read it but would like to give it to their um, grandson and or nephews or whatever it might be. So that was, so that's my little pitch out there for the Steeler Nation at this time. (laughs) And, uh, uh, and so it is in the proceeds of that book go to um, guardian angel um, uh, uh, military service dogs. And, uh, and primarily to eradicate uh, the, Suicide rate that is uh, taking place within uh, within our military, you know, at twenty to twenty-two suicides a day. Oh, and the interesting nice. thing, and and the reason I I, I picked it, you know, people talk about it. People talk about mental health. People say we should do something, you know, about that um, that, that that suicide rate. But what is there to do? One of the tangible uh, things with uh, medical service dogs. Mm-hmm. Is that out of the number of dogs that they have in uh, paired up with the veterans, mm-hmm. is that they have had zero suicides, mm-hmm. and the divorce rate is less than one percent. Wow! When you have a divorce rate of eighty percent, mm-hmm. so wow. it, it's a it's an amazing effect of what a, a medical, not a companion dog, but what a medical service dog can provide. 
They are, um, they can tell you when your blood pressure is high. They can tell you when you're depressed. They can tell you when you're having bad dreams. They can, um, they can be trained to, uh, take care of your needs, lean on. They can open doors. Uh, it's, it's just amazing. And so you become dependent and it's like a companion and it's like somebody finally listens to you, um, and doesn't talk back. So it's, uh, you know, it, and, it, yeah. and, it's a, and it's a great, great thing. So anyway, so that's where the proceeds of the money is going. Oh, that's a fantastic thing, Rocky. Yeah. And, and thank you very much for, for sharing that. And Steeler Nation, please go. You've got to, you can check out and purchase Rocky Blyer's book, Fighting Back, on Amazon.com or go to his website for the special autographed edition book at RockyBlyer.com. That is R-O-C-K-Y-B-L-E-I-E-R.com. And Rocky, thank you very much for spending some time here with Steeler Nation. We're really, really happy that you're able to take some time out of your day and, and share some stories with us, and we really appreciate you. And thank you very yeah, I much. I appreciate yeah. it. No. Thank you, guys, for all you do. Uh, all right. Here's to the Steeler Nation. Bring home a victory this week. Here we go. Thank you so much, Rocky. We'll speak with you soon. Okay. Uh-huh. See ya. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. And that's all the time we have on the SteelerNation.com podcast sponsored by Stony Brewing. Make sure to come to SteelerNation.com for the best football forum and Steelers news on the internet. You may tweet us at SteelerNation or Instagram us at SteelerNation.com. I am your host, G. Stryker, along with Rocky Blyer, rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers!